0: Well, I'm excited about this weekend. This weekend is Legacy Weekend. Would you say it with me? Legacy, one more time. Legacy Weekend. That's right. And you see, mom and dad are up here, and my beautiful wife, Stephanie. We're going to honor mom and dad tonight for all their years of faithfulness. Faithfulness. It's required that a steward be found faithful, faithful, and they've been faithful. And we'll get into this in a minute, but dad for over 50 years, did you hear what I just said for over 50 years, 50 plus years of faithfulness and mom, 40 plus years of being a pastor's wife. So that's just incredible. Thank you. I want to say thank you, Steph and I, on behalf of Momentum Church. I want to say thank you for being up here. We're going to have some fun, and uh, I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this. Um, not you retiring. Let me, just, let me just be clear there. I was not looking forward to you retiring. You know, part of me, Dad, was like, man, I, I, uh, I didn't want you to stop because I've loved working with you. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, I want you to, you know, I want you to enjoy life. And so anyhow, I'm glad that you guys are here. So, so 50 plus years of ministry, 40 plus years, mom of a pastor's wife. Wow. You know, and, and y'all we will talk about that in just a second. But I asked you guys, we were talking at the house and, and I asked you guys, you know, we're talking about the word for the year. So, Dad, your word for the year this year, 2022, is actually
1: two words. Two words. Talk to us about it real quick. OK, uh, first of all, you know, there's a difference in the word confidence and complete confidence. And God wants us to have complete confidence. It's so vitally important.
0: So good. That was a hot point right there. And if you never heard Dad talk before, Dad sounds a lot like God, the father.
1: He just, you know, he's got that deep voice, bass. Son, I want to talk to you about God.
0: You know, i like, yeah, yeah. Don't you love his voice? I'm like, dad, you got that voice, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Mom, your word. Talk to us about your word. You got a pretty powerful word, which actually is the theme of this weekend. So when you told me that on Thursday, I was like, how cool is that? I didn't know that. What's your word?
2: My word is faithful. And that God started showing me words when I came here. I'd never heard of having a word for the year and I started praying about things, and I was like, okay, Lord, what's my word this year? Because our lives are changing. You know, Dad doesn't go, Dad, sorry. Denny doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your daddy? your daddy. daddy. <laughs>
1: you can call me Daddy. My
2: daddy. <laughs> and Denny doesn't have to go in and, you know, go in at a certain time and hopefully come home at a certain time, which in the ministry, if you're looking for a nine-to-five, this is not the job. Right. And when Man. you go into it, it's you not. need to realize <laughs> that people have needs at all hours of the day and night, and That's if you're right. not in it for that, then you're not going to make it, because just like we have needs, people have needs too, and sometimes, you know, he, he had to put my needs aside so that he could help somebody else, but, you know, it's all worth it, and faithful, because we're not going to stop. Just because he's retired now doesn't mean we stop. So I'm going to get to preaching if you don't start asking questions. That's why you're up here. I want you you to preach.
0: Now, we, we said this verse earlier, but 1 Corinthians 4... Two, Paul says this, and he says the translation I memorized growing up was King James. And so it's required that a man be found faithful. But, you know, that just talked about the man, not the women. So we kind of bumped that translation, went to a different one. This one, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. I thought that was funny. I didn't care if y'all laughed. I was going to tell my own funny joke. Um, New King James Version says this. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Full, not faithless, not faithless. And you guys have demonstrated that. So, um, you know, Dad, I want to I talk to you just for a minute. And then, Steph, you're talk to Mom. Sit up straight here. Here we go. Um, you, you really have demonstrated what it means to love Jesus you know, what it means to serve Jesus, what it means to have a walk with Jesus. And, you know, one of the greatest um, memories I have as a kid, you know, would be seeing you on your knees at the kitchen table and, and you're praying. And it, it was early, it was before school. And, you know, your Bible opened. And so I, I, I love that. You've been faithful all these years. And now that you're getting ready, you know, to retire, um, you know, I love the fact that you say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to retire. I'm going to refire. Talk to us just a little bit about that. Not retire, refire.
1: Wow. Uh, I think it's great to have heroes. You know, if we're not careful, though, even as Christians, sometimes we pick out wrong heroes. Okay, it's good to have sports heroes, but let's try and pick out sports heroes that are Christians if we can. But if, I would go a little farther than that. I'd say you need a hero that's a real, real Christian hero. I have a hero. His name is Dr. Tom Wallace. And I believe he's about 92, if I'm not mistaken. And you know what? He retired years ago from pastoring. But you know what he does now? He travels all over the place. He doesn't like flying. So he drives everywhere. Doesn't matter if it's snow or ice. He drives, and he goes to meetings not just in America, but around the world. And when he's not busy with his meetings like that, he goes to fairs. When they're open, and he sets up a table, and he'll see you'll see posts where he says, I led 18 people to the Lord today, or I led 35 people to the Lord today. Really? He'll have a post saying, I went to X Y Z restaurant and I led uh, Ashley to the Lord today. And her boyfriend came over and I led him to the Lord too. That is God's will for us. If you're a Christian, you're supposed to bear fruit. If you're an apple tree, what do you bear? Exactly. As a Christian, you're supposed to bear more Christians. Amen. Amen too. That's that's
0: good preaching right there, Dad. That 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 will preach right there. That that's it. Because the the truth is, um, it's all we take to heaven. You know, we'll talk about that later. But man, it's 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 not what we take; it's who we take. So I that's something that love that.
3: Dad has been really good about um, just leading the team, the staff team, that way here at Momentum Church. Um, going out to restaurants and the hospital, even making hospital visits. It wasn't just the person he intended to see by the time it was done, you know. He's witnessing to the nurses, the doctors, anybody that's in there praying with them. And then he'll be like, you'll never guess, I got to lead this person to Christ. So you do, you have led by example. And because Dr. Tom Wallace is your hero, like you're leading, you're following in his footsteps by leading people to Jesus. So, Yeah.
0: And Paul says that, right? In Corinthians, he says, he says, imitate me yeah. because I'm imitating Christ. Right. So, right, if you, if you want to start a business and you want to start a lawn business, well, find out someone who has a lawn business and is doing it well. If you want to become a car salesman and you're not a car salesman, find one who's crushing it. And is consistently crushing it and learn from them. And so that's what Paul was saying. Paul wasn't saying, worship me. Paul was saying, hey, you want to be like Jesus? I'm trailblazing a path. Imitate me. Follow me because I'm following Jesus. So I love that. Dad, one of your key phrases that I remember as a kid, I think all of us kids would would say, you know, dad would always say, keep on keeping on. (laughs) So talk to me about keep on keeping on. I love that, seriously. Well,
1: you know, in ministry or in life, things get tough sometimes. That's right. And when it gets tough, you can't just throw your hands up in the air and say, I quit. Yeah. No one ever admired a quitter. That's tweetable right there, boy. No one ever admired a quitter. That's right. But you know what? Yep. Winners, real winners, are admired. Yep. Yep. And that's God's will for you, if you're a Christian, you know, to be a winner. I want to share yeah. something real quickly that I hadn't talked to my son about. It won't take long. <laughs> years ago, not over 15 minutes, son. Uh, years ago, I wrote a real short poem, A Servant. That's the title. I only want to be a servant of the heavenly king. And share the joys with others that our salvation brings. Mm. You know what? That should be your story yeah. if you're a Christian.
0: It's good, Dad. So good. It's good. Well, you know, when it's all said and done, the words I'm living for, the words y'all are living for, the words well we're living for yeah. is, is what stuff? Well done. Well done. Yeah. Good and faithful, faithful servant. Servant. And that's what we want to hear. Dad, you would say, you got something else? No, go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I was going to say I've read it. i got plenty. We don't have <laughs> enough time. <laughs> There's no clock here, Dad. There's no clock. See, literally. No, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. Um, Dad, you would say, you know, one of the verses, one of the first verses we memorized was Philippians 4.13. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And you would say, winners never, finish this for me, Dad. Winners never. Quit And quitters never win. win. And so then you would say something like, when the going gets tough,
1: the tough get going.
0: That's right. That's right. Because
1: they don't quit. That's it. And they're admired because they're not quitters.
0: Perseverance.
1: Right. Yeah. I I need to share (laughs) something real quickly. Again, another short poem, okay? And it's short, not over 25 lines. Let's go. (laughs) When trials come. When trials come my way, I'll simply look and say, Lord, give me strength today. You know, we can't do it on our own. That's something that God has reinforced over and over and over again in this preacher's life. But with him, all things are possible
0: that's right amen dad read that again read that again and like that i mean that's memorable right that's that's we can take that with us i know (laughs) dad
1: wrote these right here dad you need to write a book when trials come that's the title when trials come my way i'll simply look and say lord give me strength today
0: yeah Yeah, not if that's a great prayer to pray right there not if trials come my way when because they're coming they're either they're either coming they're here or they're leaving and another one's coming and so when that happens like lord give me strength today i love that dad so good so good dad one of the things you taught us as kids when we were young you taught us how quick life is and and i'm 46 and um it's like good night every week seems to go quicker See, it's just so fast. Scripture says in the book of James that life is a vapor. Yeah. It, it, it appears for just a moment, just a little bit, and then it goes. It goes away. It vanishes. Um, talk to us about that real quick. You are 75 young, 75 years old young, and you've seen some things, and you, you know about this. You, you, you preach for over 50 years. Life is short. Yeah.
1: Yes, it is. we don't have
0: time to waste our life talk to us about that real quick
1: no we don't something I've learned as I've gotten older and I think Tim is starting to approach that age that he's easy go, Easy, <laughs> not my age but he's approaching the age that he realizes there's more of an urgency than he thought when he was in his teens yeah. you know God called me to preach when I was 16 years old mm. that's whew, 59 years ago. 59 years ago. Uh, Wow. It doesn't seem that long ago. It doesn't seem that long ago when I was Georgie's pastor when she was 16 years old. And now, years later, wow. She's had an impact on my life. She tells me I had an impact on her life. What I want you to get a hold of there is that you have more of an impact than you realize, realize, folks. Good. So I'm going to clap for that right there. Somebody needed to hear that.
0: Somebody here right now, the enemy is talking them out of it and telling them you don't matter, your voice doesn't matter, you're not making a difference. And that's not the truth, not the truth at all. Dad, I love what you said Thursday when we sat down and you said, man, as Christians, we should reflect two things. Talk to us about that. As Christians, we should reflect two things. What what are those two
1: things? We should reflect the light of God. You know, as little kids, uh, you may have learned a song uh, about hiding under a bushel mow. I'm going to let it shine. Okay, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, God is light, and he tells us that in his word. If we are to be a reflection of him, we're not going to just be a candle. If he is the light of the world, get a hold of that, folks. That means you are like a mirror. You're to reflect that light. Question for you, as a Christian, is that the way you're living? What kind of reflection are you?
0: That's good. There's conviction right there. Um, Well, we're all going to have to give an account one day. And so the light of Christ, and I think the best way we reflect the light of Christ is by the love of Christ. Because he did for us what we could never do he made the first move. Yes. We didn't find him. He found us. Amen. You know, people say I found Jesus. You didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He found you right where you were. And I believe with all my heart, when we love people with the love of Jesus, with the real love of Jesus, um, that's the deal, man. That's, that's the deal. And so I love that. Mom, um, why don't you and Steph talk a little bit. Let's throw mom, throw mom some questions, let mom talk a little bit. So Steph, go ahead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, mom, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, cause we've been, you know, I've been in the family now for almost 23 years and I'm um, just seeing you in ministry and then being able to do ministry with you. It's been exciting. Um, the last little bit. But how long have you been in ministry with Dad here? We just celebrated a big landmark for you and Dad in May. She
2: celebrated 40 years last May. That's right.
1: How can that be when she still looks like she's only 30?
2: That's right. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Mom does
0: have good skin. I'm like... Italian. I know. Mom and I are shopping, and people are like... look at her and then they'll look at me and they'll say, um, is this your younger sister? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Mom's got gray skin, a little jealous over here. What is it, mom? Tell us.
2: Rodan and Fields. right there. Yeah. <laughs> there it
0: is. Dara, if you're watching, there it is.
3: You know, mom, what have you learned in the past 40 years as you've gone, you know, in ministry? Cause you do this together, yeah. you know, um, dad would not be in ministry all these years if you had not been supporting him, if you had not been helping with the kids behind the scenes. And many times people don't realize, you know, when our husbands are called into ministry, Mm -hmm. we're called into ministry as well. And we have to surrender, you know, and be like, God wants to use us together. So what does that look like as you've been doing this together with dad for 40 years?
2: Mm -hmm. I've done a little bit of everything, and that's part of the reason I was super shy when we first got married, believe it or not.
1: Well, you have things changed. Yes,
2: they have. But, come on. <laughs> you know, I had to pray and put myself in situations because, and I'd honestly, I would be like, God, I don't know what to say to people. And he would say, come with me when somebody died. And I'd be like, I don't know what to say. And he goes, it's not about what you say. Right. It's right. about you being there for that person. Yeah. Good. So, hey, Mom. Can I?
0: You were very shy, and mm-hmm. you stepped out of that. That's right. There are people here her. that are shy right mm-hmm. now, that think that because I'm shy or because I'm an introvert, God can't use me. What would you say? Because honestly, like your life, the transformation of your life been incredible, been amazing. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's here right now, who is scared to step out and? Because they don't think they, they have can do it. it. Yeah. That's okay, well I moment. still don't
2: think I have it. I've had many of you tonight praying for me because I still get very, very nervous. And I think one special person in here, Michelle, she said, I said I didn't get to practice as much as I wanted to. Because I'm a Martha. I like everything in this order and that's the way it should be, and don't make me get out of that. And all day long, nothing was that way. And it was like, okay, Lord. And then she said, oh, good. Now we're going to see everything God wants you to say. Nothing you want to say is going to be said tonight. What God wants to say.
0: Somebody call somebody.
2: I think, too, you have to surround yourself with people that believe in you. Stephanie and Tim believe in me. They saw things in me that I didn't see. Tim's mom saw things in me that I never saw in myself. And people, if you're with the right people, they're going to pull out those things yeah, that are good. good. The greatness out of you. Mm-hmm. They see it, and just hold and mirrors. And that's up. why
1: you need to hang around the right people.
3: Yeah. Yeah. One thing I love about Mom, a lot of you may know this or may not, but or you've probably been affected by it in a positive way, is Mom leads children to Jesus weekly. She is amazing. Tons. Yes, amazing in our big city environments. Yeah and makes it understandable for children. And I love it because you were reached as a child, and then now you get to pass that on to other children. I just want to celebrate you for being our top person to lead people to Jesus through children and seeing their eyes. They love Miss Georgie. Yes,
0: they do.
2: That is my passion, because if someone hadn't come to my home and got us on that church bus things could be so different. Yeah. I probably would have followed right along in the same path that my family was in that generational sin, but because someone cared enough about me as a kid and they spoke into my life, I see these kids maybe a little different than other people yeah. because I've been there. I've been those, that so child good. that the only love I felt was, well, almost, I felt love for my mother, but the, basically the only love I truly felt was when I was at church. Yeah. And I want those kids to have that. I want them to know that the same Jesus that when I tell these Bible stories, that isn't just from long ago. That's right. It's history. Yes, it happened. It's real. But that's the same God. He never changes. And you can have him. That's right. He can be your God.
3: And you're teaching them truth. Yes. You know, what would you say to parents? You know, because, you know, we're parenting kids right now, and it's like, I have my own truth. You know, I believe what I believe. Don't mess with me. Like, what would you say to parents as they're we're raising kids right now? How can we t- continue to teach them the truth in our homes and keep going to, you know, lead them to Jesus and leave a legacy?
2: I think being consistent, I think too, we make it too easy on our kids right now, it shouldn't be a choice whether they come to church.
0: Oh, 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 easy now, easy. Some people, say it again what you said, it, Mom. It shouldn't be a choice. Put the smack down on them.
2: When you are their parent, you have 18 years to yep. form these children's Amen. lives. Somebody
0: better clap for that right there, man. Somebody. And it goes
2: by so quick. Come on.
0: that's I'm going to stand for that one. I'm going to stand up for that one. Yeah, because that's truth right there. That's true. Right there. Little Johnny at three years old shouldn't get a vote on whether he's going to church no. or
2: not. No. How does <laughs> you know? a three-year-old have enough, you know, life to know how to reason with that?
0: Or a middle schooler.
2: Yes. I they mean not like No. And that's when they need to be there. When they need Amen. it the most. Come because on. that's when the enemy really comes at them and their mind is at that age where they don't think they're good enough they don't think yeah. they look the same as everybody else and they need to know somebody loves them yes. yeah and we've got a good youth group here and yeah, we, we need to have our kids in that's that right.
0: great let's go yeah so good I'm passionate about that that's right because your story yeah somebody cared enough if you don't know what a bus ministry is churches Buses, and then they would go into neighborhoods. Steph was a bus captain mm-hmm. when we started dating. I did not drive the bus, she did not but drive I was the on
3: bus. the bus. <laughs> she was on the
0: bus. All the young boys came on the bus, all 85 and a 40 passenger. They're like, we're with her. She loves Jesus and we love her. And But she, you reach so many people. That's how your life changes. Yep. When you're young yep. and 85% of people that come to Christ, come to Christ before the age of twenty one. Yeah. Many statistics even say eighteen. Mm-hmm. So so the truth in a generation when what's the truth? Right? I mean seriously, we live in a generation, yeah. what's the truth? I got my truth, you got your truth, it doesn't matter, do whatever, you know, whatever you want. And but it was like that a long time ago too. That's right. And the word is the truth. Yeah. yeah. Jesus is the truth. He's the way. Yeah. He's yeah. the truth. He's the light. We got to keep point people to Jesus, point our young people to Jesus in elementary and middle school and high school, on and on and on. We, we are uh, five minute. Let's, let's do this in five minutes here real quick. Um, talk to us, Steph, number one. I'm going to throw some things out to you because you have so much wisdom. Talk to us about these five topics real quick. Number one, Steph, go ahead. Number one. Perseverance. No, well, nope, nope number Sorry. one. That's Reaching right.
3: people for Christ. Let's
0: talk about that. We've talked a little bit about that, but if someone's here and they want, to, they want to be a better soul winner, they want to be able to share their faith without fear, how do they do that? Where do they start? How, how did you get to the place where you're at? So From comfortable. To, to know what to yeah. say, to know what the Bible says, right? Because I believe every person here yes. doesn't want their friends to go to hell. Yeah, right. I believe it so much. I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm going to preach a series on hell. I've never done that at Momentum Church. I preached on hell before. Never done a series on hell. We're going to look and see what Jesus believed about hell. It's a real place. Yes. We're going we're gonna to do that Q1. But you are passionate about that. Talk to us just briefly, real quick, about this.
1: Wow. You know, it, if you're passionate about a sport, you don't get great at it. Notice the word that I just used, great, unless you practice. hmm Okay? And you have to practice the right way. You can practice the wrong way. Okay, And if you practice the wrong way, you're never going to be great. Right? But it's when you learn, get a hold of that, when you learn from others, as my son's already said tonight, that already really know what they're doing. I mean, you got guys from uh, six, seven years old that are going to football camps. Why? to learn how to be a good football player. And not just a good one, but a great one. And they aspire, get a hold of this, they aspire to be an NFL player. God teaches us in his word that we are, in Romans 8.31, we are more than, excuse me, I said 8.31, wrong, 8.37, okay? Okay. That we're more than conquerors. Get a hold of that now. It doesn't just say conquerors. It says we are more than conquerors. And then it tells us how. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he is the great one to imitate. But you know what? That's why you have teachers and pastors to learn from them. Okay? And practice if you have to stand in front of a mirror if you're shy practice get to know the verses you should know and don't be afraid to talk to somebody and think I don't have all the answers you know what I've been preaching for years and I still don't have all the answers yeah, right. yeah. 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 I'm afraid though pastor if somebody asks me something I don't have an answer you know what be honest Just tell them, I'll get back with you, you know? I'll give you a call. I'll see you tomorrow. Whatever the situation is, find find the answer. If I don't know the answer, I know who does, and I get with him. That's That's good, Dad.
3: Perseverance. I said earlier, I love that word, so that's why. (laughs) I think throw it out there, perseverance. Perseverance. You know, it's an amazing word. It helps us not quit. What would you say, like for perseverance, what has made you not quit over the years?
0: Mom had a good line on this one, Mom. What did you, you you said a line um, when we were <laughs> talking. You talked about how it's, not, oh, it's okay. not always easy.
2: It's not always easy to yeah. serve the Lord. Yeah. Because an enemy right. doesn't want you serving That's the right. Lord. I can tell you... I have problems with my stomach, and I can tell you almost every Sunday that I'm going to lead a kid to the Lord is the Sunday that my stomach is so bad that I'm tempted to stay home. And I'm like, no, somebody's life is hanging in the balance right now. You know, just go. And the Lord blesses. And you were talking about um, what helps you is I've asked the Lord, especially this year, to let me see souls like he sees them. So good. Because sometimes we we don't look at people anymore. We don't look them in the mm, eye because right. people are hurting. And these yep. kids, a lot of them are hurting. And it's, I want to see their souls like Jesus sees them. Yeah. And when you have that urgency, they need the Lord. We've got a little girl now that has autism and she's so close. Mm. And it's, I've got Gavin praying for her, you know, oh. and it's just like, she's going to come to Jesus soon. Yes. Deidre, you got her tomorrow.
0: And and you told me a story this morning, mom, like you'd asked Gavin, you said, Hey, I want you to pray for this young girl. You explained the situation and then Gavin prayed right then. Right then. Last Sunday, I
2: was discouraged because I felt like I watched the enemy snatch that seed Mm. away when she was so close to Mm. asking Jesus into her heart. And I was a little discouraged because that's the second Sunday she's come forward. Yeah. And Gavin came in the room I was cleaning up in and I said, buddy, could you please pray for this little girl named, I won't say her name, but this little girl, she's so close to knowing Jesus and he stopped right where he was and bowed his head Mm. and prayed for her. Amen. It's the
0: faith of a child, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. We're gonna gonna switch from perseverance and that's a strong word, Steph. Like you said, one of the things that will keep any of us, you don't have to be a pastor. That's
3: right. You don't have to be in
0: ministry for 50 years. Yeah. One of the things that will keep you from persevering is church hurt. Yeah. And, and there's church hurt at every church okay. and it actually works both ways. So. Let's talk about church hurt. Let's just go ahead and get comfortable, let our hair down. Okay. Let's, let's talk about church hurt because what <laughs> I see, I know dad, I'm with you. I know. What I, what I see right now is I see a a tsunami of church hurt. Mm. And someone gets hurt by one thing and they're out. Mm -hmm. They're out. And and the devil takes them out. So then they're not a threat. And so this happened or that happened or I get offended or they didn't do this or they didn't, there's all so much. But especially in the younger generation, I watch someone get their feelings hurt and they tap out. They quit. They stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They, they stop. And Paul says, you were running well. Who hindered you? Who stopped you? Who who? Right? And but our eyes are supposed to be on Jesus. Let's talk about church hurt. I'm gonna pass you the ball. Let's let's go there. Let's okay. let's let's have some fun.
2: Well, um, as a pastor's wife, I know there—I know it's real. I know yep. church hurt is real, That's and right. I'm not saying it's not. But it's also real that the pastor and his family take a lot, and we don't have a lot of times someone to go to and say, hey, I'm hurting. Somebody hurt me. But you know what? I still have to face that person the next time I see them. And I still have to show them Christ's love. And the only way I can do that is because God's word tells us when you have something against your neighbor or your brother or your sister, your responsibility is to humble yourself. Whether you're right or wrong, humble yourself. Go to that person because the forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you yes. because the for enemy, right there. Yep, for your heart. The enemy comes at you full yes. force, and you have to be willing to just say, "Okay, I'm going to go to that person," and then if that if it's not made right, the Bible goes on to tell us, then you go get other brothers and sisters in Christ. Not Facebook, Amen. not Social Instagram, yeah. not anything like that. Not TikTok. Yes. Snapchat. Snapchat. Because when you attack online, you aren't just attacking the person. You're attacking Jesus Christ yeah. in front of everyone. Yeah. The body right. of Christ. Yeah. And
0: his bride, yes. the church. So, so when, when someone gets church hurt and then they gossip about it, and then they go and they all over Facebook, all over social media about it, there are so, we talk about the power of influence the mm-hmm. right way now there's power of influence the wrong way oh, and you're venting about your frustration and you're not a saint yourself and did i say that and you're not a <laughs> saint yourself i did say that and and then you're putting it out there and you're like this is what i hate about this and this and this you're not leading people to jesus no you're actually leading people away yes, from jesus no. yes so you're doing the very opposite of what jesus called us to do you're 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 literally hurting the, the bride christ. of christ yep. now if someone hurts your wife men how are you going to take that how are you going to if you go out to eat tonight and a waiter is just unbelievably rude to your wife you're not going to let that happen unless you're a wuss mm-hmm. now we're talking my god <laughs> he preaching now you're going to stand up for your wife you're going to stand up for your bride. You're going to stand up for that. And, and so there, there's a lot of that. And we live in an age now where people have access. Anyone in the world can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it hurts. You know, Papa, my, my grandfather, dad, your dad, you say, if, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say, say it with me, everyone. Don't, don't say, say anything at, all. at, and that's specifically even powerful for the bride of Christ, you know, no church is perfect and nobody in the church is perfect. And you left a long time ago and and you're not perfect either. And so what happens is, and I think through all the churches, dad, you're a pastor and people, people come after you. You can preach a Bible message and people will be like, that's not the Bible. They did it to Jesus. They're like, Jesus is demon possessed. And Jesus is like, what? (laughs) They, they accused Jesus of being demon possessed. Mm -hmm. And so you went through a lot of church hurt and mom, you continued to love people that didn't leave the church, but continued to hurt. And so what I hear you saying is you got to be like Jesus because ministry is loving the people that hurt you. Jesus loved the people that put him on the cross. Mm -hmm. Jesus loved the people that were cursing him. And then he says, you're going to be with me in paradise. That's, that's something. Let's end on a positive note. We could be here a long time. Let's talk about family. Family is important. Family matters. Dad, mom, talk to us as we close right now. Um, talk to us real quick about family. You've got a, some great wisdom about family. Let's, let's go there.
2: Well, it starts with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't come from a strong family. And I didn't, honestly didn't know how to be a mother or... A wife or anything because I didn't come from that kind of background. So I went to church and I learned from people that were better examples. And because I wanted to break that generational curse, I look at our family, some of our grandkids sitting down here, and I'm so thankful that every one of our nine grandchildren have made a profession of faith.
1: Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I need to add to that just a minute, okay? Something let's, let's, that's let's stick in
0: this moment for a second, Dad. Real fast. Let's stay in this moment.
1: That's huge. Okay, this is, uh, really goes right along with it. One, one of the problems that we have, uh, whether it, whatever kind of relationship it is, is reconciliation. Okay? Do you know what? The Bible teaches us that prayers can be hindered. Yep. When things aren't reconciled, right? Mm. Yep. Do you know what? The Bible teaches us other things too. Unconfessed sins. Yeah. And our prayers are hindered. Yeah. Uh, I could go on with a lot more, but I got to share one more with you. That's so important because we've been hitting on it, and that's family discord. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you got problems in your family, Christian? Anybody? Make it right. Mm. Just. Make it right. It's not who's right or who's wrong. That's right. Humility. Go there. Get on the right side and just yeah. make it right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's good. So good. So good. You know, we talked about like the prodigal son and his father, and it, it sometimes it's not even about being right. It's about showing love. It's it's many waters cannot quench love, right? So we forgive for. Just forgive. So church hurt, if, if someone hurts you, you know, not making light of it, but sometimes people, you know, you didn't look at me and they get their feelings hurt and they stop following Jesus. Mm. You know, like, come on. Um, but where there is real church hurt, you gotta forgive, Forgiveness. You, gotta forgive.
3: Yeah. you gotta
0: forgive, you gotta yeah. forgive, you gotta let it go. And we as Christians, we do not do a good job here. When someone hurts us, we well, that's just them. That's their fence. They're never going to change, and oh, we keep fence. that offense, right. and we put another fence, and another, and all of a sudden there's a fence between us, and and it's hard to reach them. Forgiveness is powerful. Um, let us uh, let us end with this as our time is up. Let us go back to family real quick, and let's focus on legacy, legacy with our family. Mom, you said something. Dad, you said something so powerful about this. I want y'all to talk about that real quick.
2: Um. The legacy is, it's cool because Denny was my pastor, and he touched my life, and his wife did too through their, their example and their love for me. And then when God allowed us to get together, I became I'm Tim and Christy's mom, and I've watched them grow, and then we had Ben and Jamie, and they all have children, and they're teaching their children to love the Lord, and I've honestly, through the years, it's been really cool because my mom's family was nowhere near loving God. But through funerals and things that Denny's been able to, to speak at, my family's heard the word of God. And yes. a lot of them have trusted Christ now. And yeah. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought that they would ever change the way they were. And it just starts with One person taking a stand and saying, I'm done. This is it. This generational curse is over. It's time. That's right. Yeah,
0: I'm going to clap for that. That's powerful. So good. Dad. what do you want to say about that? It's it's not just your legacy.
1: I think I hit on this already, but you don't realize how many people you touch. And, you know, Georgie and I and my first wife, too, we prayed for our family. Mm -hmm. I mean... We prayed for our kids before they were born. And you know what? Prayers change things because God listens. And God cares. And he's a loving Heavenly Father. And if you care, through his power, you can leave a real legacy. you You know, you can't take All these things that we think are so important to heaven with you, but you can take something. That's right. And that's people that come to know Him because of your reflection of the light. That's That's it right there. Right there. So good.
0: Keep the main thing the main thing. It's what it's all about.
1: You've heard me say that. I have.
0: It's been, been the main thing for a long time is still the main thing as Christians is still the main thing. I love that guys. Thank you all so much. I love you guys. Um, we got a gift for y'all. I want to give you a gift, you know, dad, you know, retired and I still got office up there. And here's the thing. Dad's not quitting. Dad was running circles around 20 year olds and, uh, dad, dad really was. I mean, he's still, you know, still counseling people, loving people, leading people to yeah. Jesus, wherever y'all travel, you are still going to be Jesus with skin on. I love that about you. And the Bible says that, that we should honor the Bible says to do good, especially to those of the household of faith. Yeah. And so one of our nautical markers is we're a generation of honor. And, and so, you know, we just want to honor you guys. Um, would y'all bring out the gifts, um, as they bring that out, I just I'm super, super thankful for your faithfulness. I mean that. I want you to know that. And I know I speak for Christy and I speak for Jamie and Ben and couldn't be here, but um, you thank you for your faithfulness. We will love you. Yeah, bring those gifts over here. Go ahead, thank you. if you will. Um, <sighs> Bert was supposed to be preaching in Alabama today and uh, he turned, turned that down, pushed it back. Mom and dad didn't know. This is my sister. My favorite sister. I always tell her that it's my only sister, but I always tell her, you're my favorite sister. It's my sister, Christy. It's the best brother-in-law anyone in the world ever had Kurt Copeland right here. Real deal. Yeah. I'm so glad that you guys are here and, um, thank you guys so much. They they're leaving right after this. And driving five hours for Kurt to preach tomorrow. And you want to talk about soul winners? My sister prays telemarketers, call her. And she'll listen to them. And then she'll say, I, well, I got a question for you. And then she'll lead them to Jesus. And after, they've, after she's listened to them for so long, she'll lead them to Jesus. My sister went to the man's door that hit us. They killed my mom. It was drunk driving. This was how many years ago? Seven? 2016 2016 she looked him up found him lives in Nashville it's an older man He was in his 20s if I'm not mistaken 25. when 25 when the accident happened and Christy went to the doorstep introduced herself and led him to Jesus
1: amen you want to
0: talk about legacy you want to talk about get around people walk with the wise and you'll be wise and whoever you know, when souls is wise, I'm serious, that's your legacy. That's your legacy right there. So love you guys. We, um, here's what I'd love to do. I would love, Mom, we'll help you up. Um, not that you're old and can't stand up, just you got your hands full. I want a Christmas present next year. I'll just make that clear. I want the grandkids to come on up here. Y'all come on up here. And I want Gavin, Gavin, come on up here. I want to make sure you're here too. We want to pray over y'all. And um, this is just going to be a holy moment. And for you guys watching online, would you join us? For everybody here right now, you're watching um, and you're at a physical location. I want you just to stretch your arms out. The Bible talks about us lifting up holy hands and lifting up our arms. And Jesus did it. And all through the scriptures, men and women of God lifted up their hands. There's power in your hands. There's power in your hands. I want you to stretch out your hands. And as a family, I want us to all come around, mom and dad. and um, Come on, y'all stand here in the middle, if you will. Y'all scoot up here so we can get all the way around you. I just want to pray over y'all. And, um just that the the rest is the best. You know what I'm saying? That all the kids that you've led to Christ, that God will multiply that. All the people you've led to Christ, God will multiply that and we just want to say thank you. This is Angel. Angel made me an uncle right here. Yeah, this is Kurt Christie's oldest. This is Gabby back here. And um, I love them. Love them. Love them so much. Love our family. There's power in prayer. Let's pray over you guys, okay? God, we just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, God, for the mark, Lord, that mom and dad have made. And it's really your mark. It's the mark that you've made through them. If we look close enough, we see the nail-pierced mark because of your goodness and your love and your mercy and your grace and... Your long-suffering and your patience and your gentleness and your goodness. And God, we just say thank you, thank you, thank you. God, thank you that we get to celebrate mom and dad right here while they're alive. God, thank you for um, the people that have crossed the line of faith because they've been faithful to you. Because they've been obedient to you. God, thank you that we get to celebrate their faithfulness. God, thank you that that this is just be a little glimpse of what heaven is like because I know that they're gonna hear the words one day and, and Lord later than sooner. But one day, well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter in to your joy, your love, and everything you prepare, God. And so we just celebrate here, right now, God. We celebrate. All their faithfulness through all the years, God. And I just thank you. And we thank you, God. Thank you for the family devotions and the prayer times and, Lord, the devotions and the scripture memorization and all the things, God, to point us in the direction we should go. So when we're old, we would not depart from it. God, I pray, Lord, for uh, Christy and Kurt. God, I just pray blessings over them. Yeah. God, over their marriage, over their ministry, for Angel and Gabby, God, blessings over them, over all their life, all their walk and all their calling. God, I pray for Steph and myself, that you continue to bless us and guard us and keep us. God, that you do great things. We ask you for greater things. Lord, as Kurt and Christy are faithful to speak the word, God, Greater things, Jesus. God, we pray over Jamie and Dara that are not able to be here, Lord. And just pray that you would be with them. Bless their marriage and their family, God. And Lord, just the way that they live um, out loud, your love. And God, for Ben, God, I just pray that he would know how much you love him. God, I pray that he, Lord, um, would be used mightily of you, Jesus. I believe that to happen. God, we love you. We say thank you because it's, it's yet not, a, it's not us, but it's Christ in us. So God, thank you. And may we all want to leave a legacy that's much bigger than ourselves. May we realize that the people around us, Lord, are influenced by us. So may we be so close to you. May, may, may we want to look like you, Jesus, talk like you, walk like you, love like you, forgive like you. Because other people are looking at us. We prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. What a holy moment. Love you guys. Man, I don't know if we got a photographer here or not, but this would be a good time for a picture. And if not, someone jump up and get a picture, would you? I want a great picture. Someone who knows Kristen. Let's go. Let's get the family in here. Come on, y'all get up here. I'm sorry, Gavin. Come here, big dog. There you go. Jaden, Riley, y'all get up here. Awesome. I'm going to put the mic behind. Awesome. It always feels like forever when you're taking a picture, right? That's something mom and dad did. One more picture. One more. No, one more picture. We're 27 pictures later. Now I'm mom and dad. My kids are like, one more picture, right? Isn't that the truth? That's so funny. It's so funny. love you guys. Love y'all so much. Christy, Kurt, thank you so much. Thank y'all for surprising mom and dad. And I don't know if y'all saw the face, but they had no clue. So that was super cool. Dad, open your gifts real quick. We got to land this plane. Open your gift real fast. And then we're going to have an invitation and be here and be done here in just a minute. What does it say, Dad? What does it say here? You better read it. I better read it. I can read it. Pastor Denny Payne, Momentum Church, February 5th and 6th, 2022, Legacy Weekend. Open that bad boy up. See what you got. <laughs> I think it's this way. Yeah. Got Dad a really awesome watch here. There you go. You're so Welcome. All right, now watch this. We got something on the back. Turn it over. That inscribed right there. Legacy Award, Matthew 25. Five, 23. Matthew twenty five,
1: twenty
0: three. Love that. Dad, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for serving our church five years. Y'all didn't have to move here. You moved here. You made such a difference such a mark we love you we honor you guys so much thank y'all love y'all love y'all love y'all you guys be seated we're going to close out here we never like to close a gathering without giving people the opportunity to say yes to jesus the gospel is so important it's so powerful the gospel teaches us that that everything in the beginning was good that's how the gospel begins and then sin came into the world because of disobedience and sin messed everything up. Sin always, sin always creates a chasm. Sin always causes us to feel far away from God. And sin did that. It put a gap. It put a distance, a chasm between us and God. And, and, and the penalty of sin is death. And so because sin happened, death started to happen. And it's continued to happen. And so Jesus wanted to put an end to that. So Jesus left heaven and he came to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died a perfect death. And Jesus literally absorbed the wrath of God for the sins of the world so that you and I could absorb, so you and I could receive the love of God. Let me say that again. Jesus absorbed the punishment, the wrath of God for sin. And sin always brings punishment sin always sin's got to be punished and jesus said i love you enough i will take the punishment but he was perfect and so this great exchange happened where jesus who knew no sin became sin so you and i could be made right with god no wonder they call him the savior That's what jesus did And he died and he shed his blood on that cross and his blood was a perfect blood. He never sinned. It was a precious blood of Jesus that was given on that cross freely as a payment for our sins. If you read the Bible in the beginning, when there was sin, Adam and Eve, when there was disobedience, there had to be bloodshed and a spotless lamb died. It was a picture of what would happen one day when the lamb of God would come and shed his blood and the lamb of God only could take away the sin of the world. And Jesus bled and he died. And three days later, he rose again. So the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And the way that you and I get to heaven is not by being good or going to church or having a Bible or giving money to the poor. Those are good things, but that's not how we get to heaven. We can't do anything to get to heaven. Jesus left heaven, did what only Jesus could do so that we could get to heaven. So heaven left heaven so so you and I could walk through the door, which is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door to heaven. Jesus. He's the only way you'll never get to heaven except through him So if you're watching online and you've never come to the place where you trusted in what Jesus did for you And you never Received that gift today's your moment right now with heads bowed and eyes closed all over the room You're watching right now Gulf breeze would you bow your heads and close your eyes right now? Would you bow and close your eyes you're watching online? I'd love to lead you in a sinner's prayer And if you'll pray to Jesus right now, and if you'll put your trust in him to do for you what you could never do for yourself, Jesus will save you. He will forgive you. He will make you new. And he will teach you how to live. So you're not going to pray to me nor through me. We're going to go live right now. Heaven's leaning in. Heaven's listening. We're going to pray. Would you just repeat after me? And Christians, let's pray this out loud for those who will pray it for the first time. Would you say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. Thank you for loving me. I receive your love and all that comes with it. Thank you for dying for me. For bleeding for me. And I believe you rose again. I believe you're alive, and I now give you my life, and I receive your life. You are now my Lord and Savior. Please teach me now how to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, we love this moment. This is this is the moment we all get super pumped up about. This is the moment. We can't, we can't, this is better than any Super Bowl, any World Series. This is better than anything. This is the moment where heaven celebrates that decision. So if you prayed that prayer, if you asked Jesus to do for you what you can never do for yourself, to forgive you, to make you new and teach you how to live. If you did that and you're in Gulf Breeze right now, I want you to raise your hand. If you did that, Right now, right here, I want you to raise your hand. If you're watching online and you did that, I want you to text the word, the name Jesus to 866-513-1270. That's 866-513-1270. Would you text that name, Jesus? We want to celebrate with you. We want to partner with you and um, help you in your next right step. So on the count of three, would you hold the hand up or text us the name Jesus? Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Right now, hold it up.